It is Nerd Rage, the great debates, ladies and gentlemen. We are here at DNA's Comedy Lab in Santa Cruz, California. The uh, Warriors and the Blazers are in a heated affair that uh, I am unfortunately not watching. However, I am fortunately here at DNA's Comedy Lab to do a live version of Nerd Rage, the great debates. And uh, for those that don't know and who haven't heard this podcast before, long story short, what we do is we take some of our favorite funny people and basically test friendships by getting them to yell at each other over things that ultimately do not matter. So what we're going to do now is I'm going to bring out some of our comics, some of them based uh, in San Francisco or the immediate Bay Area, as well as some locals from Santa Cruz who will be checking us out and uh, hopefully jumping into this gladiatorial pit that we call Nerd Rage of the Great Debates. And they have no idea who I'm going to call out first, so here's what I'm going to do. I've got, uh, I've got my phone here, and we are going to bring out Christy Ono and Mike McGee up first. Hel hello, don't trip, you guys. A lot of wires and stuff. Hey! And then we're going to bring out Wonder Dave and Atu Walker. No, we're not. Oh, it's you and Cree. Okay. We can edit that in post. Wonder Dave and Cree Powell, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. All right, you guys. Uh, so... Just so that everybody here is comfortable with each other, let's go with just a quick little intro about uh, who everybody is. Christy, uh, for those that don't know, oh. Christy's a very funny San Francisco uh, oh. comic. And, uh, very, That's me. Very cool. Christy, what are you the nerdiest about, you think? Uh, well, I'm the super coolest and not nerdy at all about Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. I'm great. <laughs> right. Original series, Next Generation, Voyager. Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Discovery has been fantastic. Excellent. You'll die on that hill for for disco, Star Trek disco? You know what? I will. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, we'll die for disco. Also, really excited about the Picard series. Yay. Anyone? No? Okay. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike. Yes. Uh, Mike, good sir. What would you uh, say is your is your biggest nerd passion? I would have to say 80s. The 1980s. <laughs> Anything 1980s? Just about. Good. Yeah. 80s. And going into the 90s, and, I'm, and I, I would say that I would say that it just gets... I, less and less knowledge uh, as I spread out into the 60s and into uh, somehow the 2000s. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if I said, hey, there's only one movie you can watch for the rest of your life, what mm -hmm. would that be? My brain went to Explorers. Oh, I don't River Phoenix. Oh, the Explorers. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, I. I like River Phoenix. I was expecting uh, like weird science. River or Phoenix like and that. Ethan Hawke build a spaceship and meet aliens. Oh, that sounds cool. It's, that sounds like a fever dream I had a weeks ago. It's um, it's it's 1980s. Uh, it's 1980s Stand by Me. Mm -hmm. Right. Maybe yeah. a year later. Same year. A year later. Uh, but with technology. And set in the 80s. I love that. And they build a spaceship. And they say. build a spaceship. Okay. Yeah. No spoilers. There's a third kid in there who never went on to anything else. Uh, but it's a trio. Would his name be Mike McGee at all? His name would be, his name would be Wonder Dave. Wow. Oh. Well, I tell you what, you guys. Uh, what we do here when we go ahead and introduce the teams, do you have a team name? We do. We do have a team What's name. What's your team name, you guys? It's the Mighty Double Mickeys. Because it's McGee, and I have two E's at the end of my name. So it's uh, many E's in this. You All right, man, I thought that was going to hit a little harder, but thanks. You thought way too hard about that yes, one, Christy. Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad to have you guys here. This is, is going to be real fun. Um, Mike, have you heard the show before at all? I have not, no. Okay, so what we're going to do is uh, 
we're going to put you against this team for one uh, for a debate that I am picking from our pool of unanswered questions from past live shows. Uh, and you guys have quite the task because you're going up against a veritable killer, mm. a killer here, mm. ladies and gentlemen. He is uh, he's a, a comic, uh, poet, uh, a pro wrestling announcer or commentator. Everybody give it up for Wonder Dave. Wonder Dave here. Hey. Hello. Hello. Hey. Thank you for coming. Yay. Wonder Dave. Sir, what is your uh, nerdy expertise? Oh, man. Um, I am a big comic book guy. Uh, I... I would honestly say Christy is much better at Star Trek than me, but I am a big lover of the next generation, I will say. Specifically, if I were to pick a Star Trek, that would be the one that I love and know the most about. Uh, Respectable. Uh, it's true. Uh, Christy and I know each other and uh, have privately argued about the value of Deanna Troy, uh, <laughs> which is great and powerful, I stand by. Um, but yeah, I'm a big combo guy. I like the X-Men a lot. Uh, I have sort of a, a vague general knowledge of many things nerdy. I, I like to, I'm like a... I'm like a puddle. I am broad yet shallow uh, in so many ways. Sounds like my love life in I my like 20s. To know, I like to know a little about everything. Yeah, Renaissance man. That's a yeah. good positive spin on that. A okay. Jerk of all trades. That's good, too. All right. And uh, with you uh, is Cree Powell. Cree, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. So uh, what is your nerdy expertise here? Oh, I'm uh, not an expert in anything. I do nerd out a lot on 90s action films. Oh. Uh, and... Uh, Fantasy uh, epics like The Lord of the Rings, of course, what's, and what's that? What's you Lord know, of the Rings? no um, such things. Well, you mentioned Sto the the '90s action movie yeah. stuff. I I really want to get into that. Were you a Stallone kind of person, a Schwarzenegger? More person? like a Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, no. Tommy Lee, TLJ. Yeah. What movie in particular got you with? Tommy U.S. Marshals? Oh. I mean... <laughs> we, we got a resounding <laughs> hell yeah well, from behind hell us. Hell yeah for U.S. Marshals. <laughs> yep. Producer Will, will you pipe down, sir? No, he won't. Uh, but, uh, no, that I, again, another, another answer I did not expect. Okay, uh, do you two have a team name? Uh, yes, we do. We are the Band of Dorks. That is... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so wonderful listeners out there, uh, Cree is wearing a Band of Orcs t-shirt, and Wonder Dave, or perhaps both of you, put your minds together and said, let's add a D mm -hmm. right over there, because uh, it works. <laughs> add a Wonder D. Wonder D. Sir, let's not get like too to dirty. Add. We have a Just child say. in here. Okay, so uh, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to hit you guys with, uh, with a topic. I am going to choose who is going to go first. And then uh, for that group, actually, no, I'm going to ask uh, a group first which uh, side they want to be on. And then the other side will uh, start that particular debate after a little bit of time. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, team Double McEase? Mighty Double McEase. I have to say that whole thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I Mighty, thought long and hard about Mighty Double McEase. Uh, here's a question that we, we didn't answer at a previous show. Uh, John from Long Beach asks, uh, who, would, <laughs> God, who would make the better guests at a wedding? Uh, the X-Men or the Guardians of the Galaxy? So based on that, we're going to give you some time to, to write. But before that, let's ask who, who, what side you want to jump on. I, I, would, I would say Guardians. Me too. Yeah. Okay, thank God. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Well, luckily, uh, Wonder Dave is a big fan of the X-Men. Cree, are you a big X-Men fan? Yeah. Okay, excellent. Your name is Cree, too, which has a fun little thing. I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you two will be doing the X-Men. Uh, let's see. All right. Are you ready to go here, guys? Mm -hmm. Excellent. Okay. So you guys went ahead and, and chose. So we're going to go ahead and hit you guys first. Now, what's going to happen 
Uh, wait, Will, do we have sound effects? We do. Ooh, there is a semblance of order to this. All right. So we do have a semblance of order, as I mentioned, because when a debate starts, you will hear this. With 10 seconds left, you'll hear this. And then when they're done, theoretically, you'll hear this. And it's going to work like this. This team's going to go first. They're going to make their opening statement. Uh, then this team will make their opening statement. Then we're going to go into rebuttals. And then you here in the audience will be deciding who's going to get booted off the stage. So if you don't like somebody, let them know. All right? <laughs> so, here's, so we're going to go ahead. We're going to start with uh, Team Band of Dorks here. You're going to tell us why the X-Men <laughs> would funny. make uh, a better name. guests <laughs> at a wedding. All right? We're going to go ahead and do this uh, on three, uh, or rather count down three, two, and one. Well, I, uh, I spent a lot of time catering weddings uh, in my younger life, so I know about like the back end of the wedding situation, and I think that having the X-Men as guests uh, at the wedding would be very helpful in cutting costs because uh, they would be really helpful in just sort of the general promotion and like uh, the uh, happening of the wedding. Like, for example, Magneto can clean up the silverware after the cake is served. You don't have to do that. He'll do that for you. And if uh, everyone gets too drunk and they're lingering and the venue needs to close, Storm can call up some rain, <laughs> get everyone the fuck out of there, you know? Hmm. Also, Wolverine can serve chicken satay on his... Uh... <laughs> Ooh, that is beautiful. Um, uh, my partner brought up Storm. Uh, hey, have you ever had your outdoor wedding ruined because of bad weather? Well, you don't have to with the X-Men. They have Damn someone straight. who literally controls the weather. Yes. It's true. It's a good plan. Um, they, uh, like, I would also like to point out, uh, how many of the Guardians of the Galaxy have gotten married? How many wedding issues of Guardians of the Galaxy have there been? I'll let you know. None. Uh, none of them have gotten married because they are robbers and thieves and a tiny raccoon. Who needs a trash panda that eats trash at their wedding? No one. You need fun people who can make fireworks come out of their fingertips. That's pretty cool and useful for a wedding. Uh, they have all sorts of great powers, as Cree pointed out. Um, what else can I say about the X-Men? Um, they have the beautiful Westchester Manson, mansion that you can use as a wedding site. Uh, oh, they already have a property. Point. What are you going to do, get married in a janky spaceship that the Guardians of the Galaxy stole from someone, I assume? Because they're not good people. They are very irresponsible heroes, is what I'm saying right now. Uh, Listen, Gamora is the baddest woman in the universe and is also bad at plaiting weddings, I'm sure. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent opening salvo from you guys there, Band of Dorks. Team Mighty Oof. Double McGee's. We are... Um, okay, Mike now. Mike McGee's. He's, you okay, sir? Uh, no. Okay, okay we'll, we'll get <laughs> no, into I'm it. Not. Two minutes on the clock, Will, uh, for the Mighty Double McGee's here, saying why Guardians of the Galaxy would be, make better guests at a wedding in three, two, and one. <laughs> The Guardians of the Galaxy would come to party. The X-Men would come to police everything. Oh, oh, did you They have that? men in the title. <laughs> At least Guardians is inclusive. Right? Now, I will also say this, that uh, Wolverine might be able to cut cake, but none of them, thanks to their diets, would eat any. <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy will eat everything, and so will our trash panda. <laughs> That's the one thing you want at a wedding. Yeah. Someone who will eat all of your trash. No food waste. How thoughtful are the Guardians of the Galaxy? Now, let's talk about not just a great group to hang out with and party. 
dude, a wedding in space? Come on. That's amazing. Even if it's in a janky borrowed ship, like, don't worry about it. We're in space. It's cool. Everyone's having a good time. Also, guess what? The collector would be there with amazing wedding gifts. Amazing. What are those things? Favors that everyone gets? Yeah. Guess what? Everyone's leaving with swag. It's going to be great. And their own planet. And their own planet. Yeah. Uh, also, you guys made a great point of the X-Men being really cool caterers for a wedding. Uh, not great guests. They would... Listen, um, I have helped plan many a wedding for my family, and just trying to keep the tables uh, set right where people won't fight is so hard. I can't imagine doing that with the X-Men. They're fighting all the time, and they're so grumpy. Like, who's fun there? Come on, no one. Everyone's a big, sad emo boy about, like, some, you know, sordid past and da-da-da-da-da and things. And we're just all parties and good times here, man. We bring pets. And, honestly, our soundtrack would be the best possible soundtrack. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Volumes one and two. Greatest wedding ever. Cheers. Take that. Am I missing something? Is there always a trash panda at a wedding? The good ones? <laughs> Mine is named Uncle Ben. <laughs> so it's totally fine. All right. We're going to head right back to the band of dorks here. You guys have a minute to uh, make your rebuttal against everything that the mighty Double McEase mm -hmm. that's, that's it. said. Uh, so we're going to hear from you guys in three, two, and one. It, yeah, so Star-Lord's going to bring his Walkman and start a silent disco on the dance floor. Like, come on. <laughs> that's... You don't really want to hear that music at a wedding. It's not the 70s. That's a good point. I agree strongly. <laughs> Dated music? Uh, no. The fans, mm -hmm. they want new hip dance songs. They want to listen to Kim Petras. That's what they want. Uh, that's right. Do you know who Kim Petras is yet? I don't. No, you don't. Gay people do, and you will soon. <laughs> uh, shout out to Kim Petras. Uh, that's my new, my new message. Um, also, I'd like to take a look at the great weddings the X-Men have had. Uh, the first and perhaps most historic, iconic wedding comic book cover ever, Jean Grey and Cyclops. Uh, beautiful wedding. Uh, issue sold so many things in the 90s. Was it a marketing scheme? Uh, yes. Okay, fine, it was. But it sold a lot of issues, and it was a beautiful wedding and beautifully done because of the work of her teammates. Uh, and now, right now, I'd say one of the best series Marvel is putting out is Mr. and Mrs. X, which is Gambit and Rogue series that started once they got married. They're cool, fun people. Uh, North Star and Kyle, the first gay wedding in comic book history. So fun. And you guys have music, but we have the Disco Dazzler, my friends. Yeah, take that. Dazzler, that's right. That's what I'm ending on. Dazzler. <laughs> Dazzler's pretty sweet. Not going to lie. Dazzler's pretty cool. Okay. I don't know if, if the Guardians have an anti-Dazzler, but we're going to hear... Uh, in three, two, and one. We, uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy will protect everyone in a way where you won't even know they're protecting them. Mm -hmm. Whereas the X-Men will likely accidentally freeze or burn someone. Mm. The Guardians of the Galaxy don't have any extracurricular powers outside of just their their strength. Just raw awesomeness. Raw natural mm -hmm. awesomeness, right? Um, I will typical like, awesomeness. Yeah, uh, you just listen to a bunch of people who are married. They're no fun to party with. I don't want to just know and didn't. Guardians don't get married. We're just guardians. Go the, to weddings. The wedding is a ceremony. It's just a party. We don't care about the intimate, long-term relationships between people. We're here to have a good time, give presents, 
Yeah, you know what? You keep. I love the trash panda. I love raccoons. They're great. They have thumbs. How awesome is that? And the X Men could not possibly be any fun because yeah. they all have chips on their shoulders, mm-hmm. whereas the Guardians of the Galaxy do not. Thank you very much, Mighty mm-hmm. Double McKees. Can I just state real quick, sure. Christy, how are you implying that the awesomeness of an animal is determined about whether or not they have opposable thumbs? Yes. Nervously, okay. <laughs> yes, nervously agreeing. Is this going right. to come back to... Well, I don't know. I don't know. You threw that okay. out there. All right. So here's how it I works, ladies and gentlemen, cool. in the audience. What we are going to do now is determine who uh, is going to win this particular mm-hmm. debate. Uh, one team will get booted off. We're going to introduce the third team in here, uh, and then uh, we will jump into another one. So here's how it works. Uh, I'm going to uh, introduce one of the teams, and then you're going to either cheer like crazy... Or not do anything at all. I don't want any of this middling golf clap. We're not at the Masters. If you want to see someone stay, you go nuts for them. If you don't, the silence is the funniest thing in the world. Okay? So, if you want to give it to the mighty double McKees and the Guardians of the Galaxy, let's hear it. Mm, Trash pandas forever. Thumbs. And if you want to give it to Band of Dorks and the X-Men. What? Yes. Think about eating chicken off of Wolverine's claws, Sophia. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. Okay. This has never happened before at a show. But you know how I feel about the innocence and beauty of a child. Whoop. And that child clearly loved you guys more. Okay. So Mighty Double no. McKees, get off the yeah, stage. There's, there's chairs Bye. over there for you. I put I they'll be back. On that Believe me, the they'll be back. Go sit in the corner. Uh, right. It's all right. Now let's go uh, ahead put, and... I put a chair over there. I put. Uh, I let's put bring in... Uh, Atsu Walker and Stephen Koo. Hey, guys. You guys oh, heard that? Oh. All that back there? Hello. Cool. Uh, Welcome, new people. I, okay, and I, I love doing this particular intro for Stephen on my right with his sweet taxi driver mohawk, which he didn't understand the reference when I brought it out because oh, he is wow. one of these young boys. Uh, so Stephen here uh, is one of my favorite people in the world because he is a writer with a project that I never like tire of hearing about. Great. Can you please... Let our wonderful audience at DNA Comedy, uh, DNA's Comedy Lab know what this project is. Sure. It's, it's a very simple uh, story uh, that I'm trying to adapt to film that I wrote. It's a seven-movie franchise about vampires street racing called Fast Fangs. Uh, you know, it's, it's, your, it's, it's, it's a very by-the-numbers vampire street racing film. Wow. Uh, yeah, it, it's a cinematic universe I'm working on. So I actually, they only race at night. They race at dawn and they outdrive the sunlight. Oh. <laughs> See, See? That, it sounds that great. Right there, I'm into that already. Uh, that sounds yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm, I actually, like right on the edge the whole time. Yeah, that's the point. Um, I actually oh, finished yeah. the first one. I have the entire uh, screenplay online. I've read it. Dude, it's, this is yeah. all legitimate. Are you going to do a, like animation? No, well, I'm just I'm just gonna keep like sliding like printouts of it under people's doors until it gets picked up. All right, okay, cool. You have to talk about this. If you have a black gang in there, can I be the leader of that black gang? Absolutely. I'm actually working on the second one right now. Okay, cool. It's uh, Fast Banks Two Dracula. Drift. I just want to survive one of the nights. <laughs> yeah, you can absolutely. I totally. Be do. very excited. And oh, we're you, negotiating. When so. do you do? When do you introduce the werewolves for Fast and the Furriest? Oh yeah, that's the th- uh, whoa, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the sixth film. I want a it's Jamaican werewolf. I want to yeah. see those dreads. 
I'm I'm for that. I'm Dude, actually super a, into that. Dope. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We're we're plotting the entire werewolf. thing. Awesome. All right, so uh, <laughs> new podcast. There we go, dude. <laughs> so, um, real quick, Atu from Are you here from or uh, based out of Santa Cruz, sir? No, you're San no, Jose. No, I'm from. I, I live in San Jose. But, right. So, yeah. hearing everything that Stephen just said, yes. how regretful are you that he is your partner? Right I'm now? not <laughs> regretful of all. This guy is creative. Mm-hmm. He probably has like oh. several fan fiction blogs that I can log into. Mm-hmm. I'm into it, dude. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'm fully into this. This is fun. All right. Now, Atu, you are fully decked out in Star Wars regalia right now. Yeah, regalia. That's right. Respect. Right. <laughs> uh, how hilarious would this be if it turns out you're not a Star Wars fan? But it sounds like you are. Yeah. I am. What are you talking about? Redemptive Black Fathers? Great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> come on. That was not a theme I picked up from in Star Wars. Come but, on. Uh, come on. Um, James L. Jones, man. Okay. All right. So Black dude. That did the voice. And I know that dude, okay? Because I had to watch black films since they came out, you know, when I was a kid. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Favorite Star Wars movie, that too. Okay, so this is hard because there's so many good ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I would have to say, I recently rewatched Han Solo. Oh, yeah. And I have a deeper appreciation for that film now. Uh, yeah, I actually felt the same way. I didn't like it at first, but I actually really like it on rewatch. I didn't like it on the theater, but like watching it home at Netflix, yeah. something in my heart skipped a beat. I think like once you lower your standards and are thing, this is a very good movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wasn't reading things online and anticipating a lot. It was just like it was relaxing at home, popcorn, Han Solo, cool. Yeah. So I watched that movies in theaters in Spanish. Yeah. How did you do that? Uh, see, this is where I would say, well, you know, there's a certain way you can watch movies where you have headphones and they have, like, uh-huh. that. no, uh, there was a family translating the entire movie from start to finish <laughs> wow. sitting in the row in front of me. It was amazing. Uh, I know how to say this movie sucks in Spanish, which is pretty sweet. Okay, so well, we got a little bueno. bit to get to know you guys here. All right, so um, this is one. This is uh, Sam. Hey, Sam. Sam. This, this question is, is uh, Sam from Seattle. He actually caught me after our Emerald City Comic Sam from show. Seattle. Uh, yeah, Sam asks, uh, which James Bond would actually save the world? Ooh. Sean Connery or Daniel Craig? Whoa, 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 there's more James Bonds in that. Yeah, yeah. but he, okay, unless, okay, do you guys want your pick of the litter? Is no, that what you no. want? Like, we got fantasy James Bonds, too. Okay. That's true. Oh, see, so, I already you, know it. Idris Alba's playing The theoretical right. Idris Alba. Are you, are you going to call Idris Elba right I'm now? I'm calling it right now. I'm sorry. Yeah. I would feel really bad if I told him that, no, he can't pick Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You guys no, I, I, if, I had a, if I had to pick it. Wait, wait. Idris are we Elba. supposed to pick? What's, uh, I'm, do you want to do Idris Elba? Well, let's consult the other team first. Team, who do you want to? Uh, Band of oh. Dorks. What Band bond dorks? would you like what to What bond would you like to what bond would you like Who to would say? literally save the world? If, if, if things were going wrong, which Sorry. James no, Bond no, would actually save the world? I actually think Idris Elba would be my favorite James Bond. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have a pretty great love of James Bond in general. Uh, and I like many a Bond. I like Sean Connery. I like Roger Moore. Uh, I like Pierce Brosnan, actually. Timothy uh, Dalton fans? Uh, <laughs> that was way too united. Did we find that? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a memo that I missed? Is he a racist? I didn't no, know. Okay. Just, no. You watched that one, you were like, why? <laughs> All I right. Like um, <laughs> yeah. Team Band of Dorks, who do, who do you guys want to go with? I don't think that Sean Connery would bother to save the world. He's too busy. He's too angry. Does that leave us with, are we going to pick Daniel Craig to honor half of Sam's wishes? <laughs> Is that the plan? Yeah, unless you want to go with 
<laughs> with Roger Moore. Um, but should we? Yeah, should we? <laughs> Ro- Roger Sam? Moore was in the Spice Girls Poor movie. Sam. That's all I have for him right now. <laughs> he was also in Boat Trip with Junior. What fun? That would have been my only movie. point if it was me in this debate. Okay. Uh, so we're Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Yeah, we'll go with Daniel Craig. In the meantime, you guys are going to go with Idris Elba. Yeah, our fan booking of Idris Elba. Yeah, sorry, I right. jumped on there too. Listen, quick. this is what this podcast is about: <laughs> making sense. <laughs> yes, fan fiction, excellent. Over here, now you guys went with Daniel Craig, um, and it's a popular choice. Daniel Craig is he's, he's a beast. Um, you mentioned Pierce Brosnan, sure. though. Is yeah. were you a big Pierce Brosnan guy? I yeah, uh, actually, shout out to uh, Mark, stepdad. Uh, James Bond was like one of the things we bonded over, and I think Pierce was uh, like a, a Bond that he really liked. He also really liked Roger Moore, though. But I think. Like when I was, Pierce must have been when I was in like junior high and high school, he was doing a lot of Bond stuff. Mm. I've revealed my age to the world, everyone. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You're no I didn't. No one's going to look up when those movies came out. Uh, so yeah, I think that I think that Pierce was just like a cool a cool James Bond. I liked him. Pierce Brosnan has the best and worst 007 video games. Mm, the man with the golden gun is Pierce Brosnan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't know. No, no, Golden, Golden Eye. Golden Eye. No, I'm an idiot. No, I know what I'm Golden talking about. Golden Eye is the best 007 game, and then yeah, the Golden Eye is a very good game. The worst mm. Which one's the worst? The world is not enough. It's mm. they tried to go for that Golden Eye money with, without trying. It's really bad. It's. it's I would actually thing. say that I like those movies in that order as well. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah. the Golden Eye is a better movie. Yeah. Uh, for tomorrow never dies. Yeah. I was too busy playing Battle Gear Solid. Okay. <laughs> All right, nerds. <laughs> let's let's get into this. All right. So we're going to go ahead, since they went ahead and, and picked, um, unless you, did you guys want to go first or second? I'm just throwing this out there. I don't know. We can flip a coin. Okay. Uh, we're flipping Where's the, the coin. coin at? Oop, there it, it is. Uh, you, you literally had a coin on your chair. I did, but that's the only thing that's keeping this chair leveled. No, I actually don't know where my coin went. Um, so I'm just going to give it to you guys first no. over here then. Okay. Uh, so we're going to start with Idris Elba, which is funny because if we are talking about who's the better James Bond, we have a wealth of history versus what I'm assuming is going to be fan fiction coming up here. You mean mean untested theories? Sure. How about this? Look, if you start going, well, you know how James Bond cured cancer? He didn't do that. We have a hypothesis. Oh, right. (laughs) Solid hypothesis. Oh, boy. Here we go. All right. We're going to hear... Oh, wait. Do you guys have a team name? We absolutely have a team name. What is your team name? It's Avengers Friend Game. There we go. (laughs) We're in the friend game now. Boom. Boom. Do you like those peaches? <laughs> I don't like those. Okay. That's a thing that Idris Elba sells all the time in his Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> Avengers friend game. How you're you going like to tell us. basket of peaches. You're going to yeah. tell us why Idris Elba I thought it was weird, makes but the better James Bond in three, two, and one. We were talking about whether who, which one would save the the world better, not who's going to be the better James well, Bond. Sure, whatever. We can do either. Sorry, one. Sam. But if, <laughs> when we're talking about saving the world, Idris Elba is still physically fit. Uh, yes. He actually seems like he's capable of doing things. I don't know how old Daniel Craig is, but he seems or looks like he's approaching. He's pretty. way too old. Yeah, and I don't trust his beady little eyes. They don't make any sense. They don't make any sense. Uh, where where are his eyebrows? It looks like a lost bulldog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, uh, Idris Elba, like, in, he, like in terms of physically saving the world, he, he's just physically more capable. But also just in terms of spreading a message. Yeah, like Idris Elba, like, can just go on a commercial. I, I mean, you've seen his speech at Pacific Rim. I don't understand what he was saying at all, but I was inspired. You I was know, motivated. Like, yeah, just kill monsters. Get in robots, kill monsters. Makes sense to me. He could do the exact same thing for anything about saving the world. Like, hey, guys, be less awful. He could do a commercial like that, and I think the world would be a better place. 
I can just see at some point during the movie, Idris Elba has to motivate the rest of his team. Yes. Because he's there. Yeah. He, he's a dude. Like, he's he has some, like, woman he's working with that he's, like, fantastic because he has to, like, inspire her to, like, jump over, like, a bridge or something mm-hmm. or, like, do a super amazing stunt. He's like, come on, we can do this. And you'll feel excited about it because, you know, Stringer Bell's got your back, you know? He's like, <laughs> Stringer Stringer Bell. Bell. Stringer Bell's got your back. He's bro. a bad dude. <laughs> He's a badass. He's like, that's he's like him secretly from the wire, a badass. Okay. He comes into a room and he takes it over with one or three looks. Yeah. He's done. His, he was Heimdall in the Thor movies. His thing was looking. He's really good at looking. Yeah. <laughs> He, he's 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 like he's like if he if somebody was to play Magneto next day it should be him. Yeah, Idris Elba should play everything for the next yeah. ten years. I yeah. think everything. Conservative King uh, of Zamunda. Yeah. Also, how is he not in the new Lion King movie? That's weird. Mercifully, your time is over. Avengers Friend Game. So hold on, let me get this straight. Your evidence for why he would make the better James Bond is because he plays all these other cool characters in other movies? No, no, no. The debate was who would save the real world better. And, of better. course, it's Idris Elba. Yeah. Because of all the things he's done in the movies. <laughs> he's more calculated. All right, Stephen. All right. Wonder Dave Balls Creep, please save us. All right. Roger, uh, or uh, Daniel Craig, rather. I was going to say Roger Craig. He's a 49er. Uh Daniel Craig and why he would actually save the world compared to uh, Stringer Bell slash Heimdall slash uh, Stacker Pentecost. I think that was his character in in Pacific Rim. Uh, In three, two, and one. All right. If you look at Daniel Craig uh, and his piercing, beautiful blue eyes, by the way, don't call them beady. They are stunning. Uh, I was upset immediately uh, at this accusation, and I didn't even want to save it for the rebuttal. I don't care that I should have. I'm not going to. They are amazing. Uh, Who does not want to stare into those eyes forever? Uh, If you look at him, after you see his piercing eyes, you will notice that he has the shoulders of Atlas, a man who literally carried the world on his shoulders. That's the whole thing. If you look at Idris Elba, he looks like he smells amazing. Uh, He looks like (laughs) he would make you delicious hot cocoa in a cabin in winter. Idris Elba looks like a great boyfriend. I'll give you that. Uh, Daniel Craig maybe doesn't look like a great boyfriend, but does look like a good world saver is all I'm saying. Uh, Such such a stunning, a stunning world saving figure. Um, Also, Daniel Craig, uh, I think in real life, since that's kind of what we're talking about, I guess, this is confusing. Uh, he has, I would say, a good world-saving companion at his side as he is married to one of the most talented actresses of our time, Rachel Weiss, everyone. You remember Rachel Weiss from The Lobster and other fine films that I'll think of eventually. Don't worry about it. The Mummy. Oh, yeah, The Mummy. What a classic piece of cinema that is. Um, Agora, she was in that. That's fun. Uh, listen, he's got a fun partner in crime to help him save the world. Uh, I think he is just just a good-shouldered, world-saving-looking dude. Uh, that's what I believe. Uh, okay. I agree crazy. with you, and then just uh, to add something there, uh, Daniel Craig, the actor who plays James Bond in the current uh, films... <laughs> Uh, he does his own stunts. So I think, like, he does his own stunts to the point that he gets injured and they have to pause and then, like, come back and do it. So I think if somebody's qualified, that would be the person that's doing his own stunts, literally saving the world with his own muscles. Yeah, he doesn't need a big robot. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. He doesn't need a big robot. Swallow that one.
Swallow that pill, sir. Uh, to and Stephen. Avengers His robot friend. is big enough. Okay. Avengers <laughs> friend came. One minute to make your rebuttal. You heard everything that they had to say. Let's hear from you guys. One minute rebuttal in three, two, and one. So I'm just going to go as fast as I can. I don't trust Daniel Craig's clear hair. I don't think his eyes are actually that good. I think that's Photoshop. Uh, uh, he's not even good at being James Bond. Uh, Idris Elba has more money, I think, because he's going to be in more movies, and he's in Fast and Furious. So I think he physically has more money to save the world with. And Idris Elba is taller, so he can reach more world-saving devices. <laughs> I also think uh, if... If you need somebody that's to the punch out point. the evil dude that's going to be punching out the evil dude at the end of the movie, do you want weak-ass Daniel Craig, small, scrawny, barely nutritious person? Sounds like he gets uh, injured a lot. Someone who's possibly a vegan, but they hate it. <laughs> but, or would you want a large black man with the fist of thunder coming down on mm -hmm. that fucker's face? Yeah. You want Idris Elba, that's what I say. I feel like when you look at Idris Elba, like, everything he does just has, like, bait. Powerful! <laughs> Yeah, every, everything's got base to it. Like, he could just be tall shoes, and it would be powerful as fuck. Trench coats just going in the wind. Yeah, trench coats flying everywhere every time he does anything. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I feel like we made our I, point. Yeah, we made our point. <laughs> All right, guys, they went with the old trench coat gambit. So, um... Did not expect that one, but we're going to go right back to you guys. Band of Dorks, one minute on the clock to make your rebuttal in three, two, and one. All right, talking about Idris Elba, um, I mean, I, I, I can't deny he's a, he's a wonderful actor and everything. Uh, doesn't Not everything he touches turns to gold. I don't know if you guys are familiar with a, uh, a wonderful series called The Dark Tower. Yes! Yeah, did you, did you know that there was a movie? Come on, they had to work directly with Stephen King on that. That's not no. cool. Stephen <laughs> King makes a lot of wonderful movies. Uh, Idris Elba was not a good Roland, and uh, I think that that speaks for itself. Mm. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, guess what? Uh, Daniel Craig is short and has a lower center of gravity and is therefore harder to knock down. That's, <laughs> that's how being short works, my friends. It can come in handy. Uh, also, you compared him to a bulldog as though that was an insult. Uh, let's, let's look at bulldogs. Uh, the bulldog is a brawny little powerhouse whose characteristic crab-like waddle exudes great strength, stability, and vigor. You know where I read that? The internet, where true things live, okay? Uh, what a loyal companion the bulldog is. Some of them skateboard. That's super cool, okay? It's a cool dog and shouldn't be used as an insult. I did say that, even though I couldn't, I couldn't abide by your BDI's comment earlier. Uh, thank you. Bulldogs are great, and so is Daniel Craig. Woo! They can barely And they're breathe. both English! <laughs> I was they're an English bulldog. I was wondering when that was coming in. Uh, never in my life did I think I'd be sitting on a stage arguing the merits of trench coats and bulldogs. Uh, so... I have an idea for the next debate. <laughs> Shut up, Stephen. And the winner is three bulldogs in a trench coat <laughs> pretending to be a human. <laughs> or pretending to be a bigger bulldog. <laughs> All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen in the audience, you guys heard what they had to say. So uh, we're going to go ahead and give it to you and determine who is going to be walking off this stage and making room for the mighty double McEase once again. So if, let's say, you want to give it to Daniel Craig, let's hear you. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, dear. Oh, my. That's like the reception at his late last yeah, movie. there you go. <laughs> and if you want to give it to Idris Elba. All right. That's all like right. his, there there his last movie. All righty, go. band Good. of dorks. We're going nice. to make way for the Mighty Double McEase Stand here. by all my bulldog comments. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? Uh, so there's a, there's a, 
I've always wanted to get a pet. My girlfriend and I, we want to get a dog, and we, we settled on a bulldog. But I've always wanted a bulldog, so I basically, like, convinced her to think like me. I want to name my bulldog Sherlock Bones. And if we get a little tiny, like a little terrier or something, we're going uh, to call it Mutson. We're cutting that out, right, Will? We're cutting that out. <laughs> no, but his sidekick could be Katzen. Mm. Come on. Leave that one in, Will. All right. <laughs> All right. Here's what we're going to do. We got a couple more here. Uh, unless anybody in the audience wants to uh, interject. Any trench burning? coats versus bulldogs. No, we're not going to do trench coats versus bulldogs. <laughs> Last chance. That's a fun argument. Last chance. I'm leaving it on the table for you. Uh, okay. Do we have any Disney fans in the house here? Oh, sure. Disney. Okay. Well, this one's actually kind of uh, really? kind oh, of topical here. We're going to go ahead and see if uh, Elizabeth also... No, sorry. No, that's the other one. Maria from Seattle, also from uh, that same show. Uh, she's asking, who are the who's the better uh, pair of Disney sidekicks? Timon and Pumbaa Ooh. from The Lion King or Sebastian and Flounder from The Little Mermaid? Tough call. So, yeah. This might be the hardest question we ever have to answer in our lives. No, uh, this is not that hard. Oh, you got... Okay. Who do you want to pick then, sir? I don't know. I, I feel like I picked the last time. So. Okay. I would go with Timon and Pumbaa. Okay, done deal. Yeah. Let's do it. I mean, we're kind of like Timon and Pumbaa. Right? Yeah, done deal. <laughs> done deal. Yeah. Who's, who's who? I'm Pumbaa. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there you go. You ride on my back all the time, right? Sure. <laughs> he basically said he's carrying you. You're, you're, you're always picking fights, and then I always have to finish them for you. Also, yeah, Steven farts a lot yeah. in public, you guys. Yeah, animals right. don't hang out with me anymore because of how much I fart. So would you guys, <laughs> Team Mighty Double McKees, would you be okay then with two, Sebastian two. and Flounder from The Little Mermaid? I, I'm i not as familiar with uh, Flounder and what was the other one? Sebastian. Sebastian. Well, I tell you what. Do you want to pick another oh, pair of sidekicks? Oh, girl. <laughs> Disney girl. Uh, is there, is there another duo? Girl. Like, specifically Disney movies okay. or Disney series? Are you, All right. Hold on, hold on, guys. Are you familiar with the two mice in Cinderella? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, so yeah. that's, yeah, that's uh, Gus and what's his name? Uh, Jim. Gus and Jim. Gus and Jim. From Cinderella. Gus and Gus. Jim from Cinderella. Gus, Gus and, yeah. Kiss the yeah. girl. Okay. <laughs> That is the most ominous sounding thing that I've really heard. Who wants to see the live action version of Little Mermaid where there's just a crab yelling that? Kiss the girl. Kiss the girl. No music, just a crab yelling that from a river. Like, you notice how creepier that sounds without a music or without a song behind it? Kiss the girl. Okay. All right, Atsu here playing a fictional. Was it a flute? Were you playing? A I don't flute? know. That's what crabs do. They like. Oh, okay. I thought you were playing a flute or oh, something. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry, really weird. My in my mind, but that's okay. Okay. So we're going with Gus Gus and Jim mm -hmm. from Cinderella. Yes. Yes. Cinderella. Yeah, you get it. Versus Timon and Pumbaa over here. Okay. Now, um, okay, while you guys go ahead and, and write your notes, um, personally, if I would have picked one, I would have gone with Abu and the Magic Carpet Ooh, from Aladdin. Because the Magic oh. Carpet. Does the carpet talk? No, but it's the greatest goddamn wingman you've mm. ever seen, man. But the yeah. carpet doesn't talk. But the carpet made for one of the best songs in all of Disney history. And if you think about it, that carpet is the reason why Aladdin and Jasmine got together in the first place. Otherwise, they're singing a whole new world in yeah, the friggin' lobby of the palace. Blanket, well, he wasn't a wet blanket. He was a flying magic carpet, bro. He got wet at some point hanging out with Jasmine and the boys. I don't even know what that means. That sounds a if lot you're dirtier a blanket, than you don't get wet. Right? It's a carpet. It's not a blanket. It's a blanket, man. I'm about to hang it out with Michael Jackson. It's a what? That's fair. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, any other fun like Disney sidekicks that you guys 
can think of. All Disney sides. Mushu and the Cricket. Oh, Mushu and the Cricket was really good. That's, that's Eddie Murphy and a cricket. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. The Cricket was an amazing voice actor. He no. sounded just like a cricket. <laughs> uh, well, I tell you what. Are we ready to go here? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, did you guys want to go first? Team Mighty Double McKees? Do you want to go first? Uh, no, let the winners go first. All right. No. Let the winners wait, go wait, first. Wait, wait, what? We're so generous. They called us winners. Yeah. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. All right. Y'all are going first, Team Avengers Friend Game. You'll be telling us why Timon and Pumbaa from The Lion King are better Disney sidekicks than Gus Gus and Jim from Cinderella. Okay? You ready to go? In three, two, and one. Timon and Pumbaa are directly responsible for providing a safe space in order for a young lion to get over his traumas in life in a healthy way by diversifying his food opportunities mm -hmm. and also <laughs> providing a space where he can express himself mm -hmm. fully and willingly mm -hmm. to be fully who he was. Yes. And then when he discovered who he was, what did they do? They supported mm -hmm. his their friend. Mm -hmm. They made sure he had all the opportunities in life mm -hmm. to grow and discover the real person he would become. Yes, and they sang a song while he was trying to hook up with the other lion. All day. <laughs> Watch providing soundtracks, B. Soundtracks to life. Yeah. Akuna Matata. Yeah. You like, can live with that and go everywhere. Akuna Matata. Yeah. Ain't no passing phrase. Nope. Don't know what it means, though. But. It means no worries. Yeah, for the rest of your days, Stephen. Jesus, go. I was, just, I was clearly setting him up for it. Say your points. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I was going to say the exact same thing in less beautiful words because I said they taught Simba closure and helped him with what would obviously be PTSD. From obviously. It was a very traumatic event, losing his father in front of his face. Timon and Puma got way more songs than the two mice who we don't even know the names for. Yeah. Cinderella. I didn't even know those I mice existed. Yeah. yeah. They Cinderella didn't hang out with mice? Yeah. You got a boar and a meerkat. Yeah. I didn't even know what a meerkat was until that movie. It's an African raccoon. And and now I know. It's, they're, they're amazing. What? Also, you should watch Meerkat Manor. It's Meerkats getting into drama with each other. It's cool. Right. Uh, <laughs> they got a lot of drama, a lot of family drama. Meerkat Manor. Meerkat Manor is a reality TV show where someone narrates meerkats who cheat on each other and get into fights, and it's amazing, and I cool. highly recommend it. It's just like cheaters. Yeah. But with meerkats. I forget what our argument was. <laughs> Were you watching Meerkat Manor perhaps while drunk and ordering mystery prizes off of hey. Amazon? You know, if you crawled into my head and went to a hallway like and opened do random doors, like 90% of those doors would be Meerkat. I'm just Meerkat. saying they're the best sidekick because they're the best therapist. <laughs> Quick question, Stephen. What season is Meerkat Manor on right now? Oh, it's it's done. There's there's conclusion. There's closure. Oh, okay, good. You can buy the whole set and just watch the whole thing. No one is listening. We to need you. your help to bring back Meerkat, <laughs> Meerkat Manor. A reboot? <laughs> We're gonna reboot Meerkat Manor. There's more Meerkats out there with stories to be told. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Team Mighty Double McKees. You heard what uh, they had to say. <laughs> Gus, Gus, and Jim, the mice from Cinderella. Let's hear from you guys in three, two, and one. So. Uh, first, it's embarrassing to even be on the stage with uh, two people who know clearly nothing about warthogs, no. not boars. Um, mm. Folks, uh, let's. That's I'm just right, going I'm I'm to put it very simply. Uh, clearly, Pumbaa, the warthog, mm -hmm. is playing the long game. He's mm. waiting because he is the, a natural predator mm. for uh, for Timon, and he's clearly. <laughs> 
playing the long game and getting him under his spell of just a jolly chubby person. Believe me, I know from experience. Okay. He he's going to eat him. He's going to eat Timon, and then what? And then what, folks? No worries for the rest of your days? Yeah, because you have three left. Mm. Right? And Gus Gus and Jim, they're real brothers. They are. They're real siblings. Yeah. Of thirty or forty, but still. Mm. <laughs> Listen, it's great coming from a big family. You just have like tons of support everywhere. Uh, also, they're living in the beautiful countryside of, I'm guessing, France? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they work together. They have cool matching outfits. Uh, if you want to talk about providing support and a safe place for like uh, an orphan child, yeah, guess what happened to Cinderella? She was constantly psychologically tortured and abused by her stepsisters and her stepmother. And she, her only friend, her only refuge were the magical anapromorphic animals in the farm. And that was Gus, Gus, and Jack. They were the leaders. They, like, backed her up. They made her a dress. They were breaking the toxic masculinity stereotypes. They picked up fabric and thread. And they created with their heart and their love for Cinderella. Tails as spool holders. Heck yes. Beads. They they got the beads and they put the on the on their tails from the broken necklace. They're so just creative and, and <laughs> the Martha Stewart of the fifteen hundreds. Take that. <laughs> Mike, quick question. Yeah. How many friends have you eaten? Only good ones. <laughs> <laughs> the ones who brought me nothing but sang a good song. Nice, nice. All right. Just um, wait for this rebuttal. I got lots of thoughts, man. Right. I'm ready. Avengers Friend Game. We're going to hear from you guys. One minute on the clock. Will, you ready to go? In three, two, and one. Well, even if we just look at the remake, I did watch the Cinderella remake opening night, and uh, the mice get zero dialogue, which I was very disappointed by, but that's just how much the writers cared about the mice. They didn't even get their own song. They didn't get dialogue. In this upcoming Lion King movie, we've got two talented actors who are... Seth Rogen. Yep. And I don't know who the other one is, but I'm sure he's talented. Do we care? <laughs> uh, let's see. Timon and Pumbaa, um, they, they might not be like genetic brothers, but they teach us the more valuable lesson mm. that the family is the one that you choose and that you don't have to be bound by those that you're born with. Uh, the mice didn't help Cinderella with their trauma. They acted like everything's cool, and I think that's gaslighting. I agree. They supported that situation by trap her by trying to trap her in a marriage. Yeah, they didn't like let, they, they didn't like give her tools to escape. If you can make a dress, why didn't you just make her? Yeah, how come she doesn't have her own agency? She don't need a man. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Hold for and applause. And, and, I like that. <laughs> Hold for applause. And if you want to look at Timon and Puma, Timon and Puma risked their lives for their boy. They went out there and did a song and a dance to put a treat show on for the hyenas so that your boy can go and win that fight. Yeah. They they killed hyenas, by the way. They def- All day. <laughs> hyenas definitely died during the hula dance. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Um, You'll buy, you it buy it again when it comes no. to the thing. No. Okay. Really All right. Let's right. hear from you. Mighty Double McGee's in three, gets a two, and one. Uh, okay. Here's the deal. All right? Here's the deal. Gus Gus and Jim mm-hmm. were the head of a rat king. Okay? Mm-hmm. They were going to join yes. forces together, <laughs> but it was a, a slightly smaller mouse king. Uh, right? And they were going to join forces together, and they were going to defeat anything that came yes. to physically harm Cinderella. But they didn't, Hollywood chooses not to show that. Mm-hmm. Now, 
Here's one thing that you need There's to know. All right? Mice and right? Asher is what it is. Cinderella has been retold in so many different ways, but there is really only one true film, whereas The Lion King was so poorly made, they had to reboot it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would like to say that you are really dressing up Timon and Pumbaa when they were a bunch of slackers who ran away from their problems and just scrounged around on bugs. And then they're like... These garbage people living by themselves are like, hey, kid, we could probably make money off of you or something. Come eat bugs with us. No worries. Just block out all of the things. Do not deal with your past and everything. We'll just sing a song and chill in the forest. Probably smoking weed. (laughs) Rebooted. (laughs) Probably smoking that reefer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not on board with anything you said. That sounds like a good time. All right. Well, that was certainly an impassioned argument for both sides. We're going to figure out who's going to be leaving the stage uh, right now, and we're going to figure out uh, who was the better pair of sidekicks. If you want to give it to Gus Gus and Jim, let's hear it. Yeah. And if you want to give it to Timon and Pumbaa, let's hear you. That's that's. I gathered the thunderous applause of winning. (laughs) Yeah, well, outside somewhere, yeah, for another show. Take the vote again. I'm giving this to the Mighty Double McKees, actually. Heck yes on a technicality. Let's do it. (laughs) Heck yes on a technicality. Um, So Team Band of Dorks, you are back. Uh, DNA, now that you've seen a little bit of how this show works, is there a burning question that you'd like to see answered here? Uh, I defer. defer. You defer. Is it... Is it time to do a, a three-way battle with everyone? Ooh. We reach, it is, is about it? 9.08. How much time do we have, you think? I mean, I, we, could, we could do a three-way battle and run it out. Is it supposed to sound as seductive as you're making it sound? <laughs> I mean, every time I invite someone to a three-way... Ah! Ah! All right, fine. Ah. Avengers friend game, get over here. We're going to do a three-way yeah, bring battle. Yeah, bring your chairs Ooh. over. Bring chairs in. Hang out. These okay. are yeah. usually... Oh, and actually, you know what? This question would work. Um, I don't think I wrote this person's name down, so I feel very bad for this person whose name I didn't write down. Um, They can figure it out. You'll figure it out if you listen to this show. Head over to nerdragepodcast.com for all our folks in the audience, by the way. If you like what you hear, we love doing these live shows. We love doing our uh, studio shows, but there's something to be said about hearing and seeing these nerds yell at each other in real life. So I don't have a name for this person, and I'm sorry, but this person simply asks, uh, who is the best Batman slash Bruce Wayne? Oh. And, um, mm. oh. and there's, a, there's a wealth to choose from because... Uh, Elba. No, it's not <laughs> Idris Elba. So let's go and throw this in. So we've only got... Uh, so we're probably going to have to share mics at one point. But uh, this is actually a pretty broad question. Who is the best Bruce Wayne slash Batman? And the quote was, anyone from Adam West to whoever gets picked for the Batman... Which they just announced today could be Robert Pattinson. I don't know who that is. Wait, who's Robert Pattinson? From Twilight. So Matt Reeves, who did the Planet of the Apes movies, or at least two of them, uh, is doing a solo Batman movie. The newest Batman movie is going to be a solo Batman flick. And he wants to go younger. That's why Ben Affleck's out of the picture. And reports are saying that it is indeed Edward Cullen from Twilight. Now, I'm not saying you have to pick that person, but you guys have a wealth of... of, uh, of Bruce Wayne's and Batman. We're ready. We have our We're ready. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. What are we going with? Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Michael Keaton? Yeah. 
Yeah. Batman 89 and uh, Batman Returns. Uh, mm-hmm. And Batman Best. And <laughs> great and choice. And Batman in my heart. Uh, yeah. Uh, team Band of Dorks, is there a Batman slash Bruce Wayne you'd like to jump into? That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Uh, we're going to choose uh, the Batman, uh, the cartoon character from Batman the Animated Series. As, as voiced by Kevin, Kevin Conroy. Conroy. Thank you. Excellent. That's an excellent choice. Personally, would have been mine. Which leaves us with Avengers Friendgame. And <laughs> Idris Elba is off the table. <laughs> so who are we picking? <laughs> oh, they're having heavy discussion. Mm. Oh. They're, they're just talking about oh. something. Yeah, I think they're still talking about Idris Batman. Elba. Yeah. Uh, who are we going Christian with? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Oh. Mm. Okay. Wow. Did not expect that. A stack of Jesus hay. Didn't. Okay. I mean, I was just going with a better Batman film, so I'm just saying. Okay, that's fair. We'll go with Christian. Okay, so uh, Team um, Mighty McDouble E's. Yes. You're going with uh, Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. We're going with Kevin Conroy for Band of Dorks, and we're going with uh, with Christian Bale. Yeah. Okay. Out of curiosity, anybody here a fan of the Ben Affleck Batman? No. What? Ooh, dissension. You're a big fan, Stephen? I, I, I think I think he's the best actor for Batman. I think he, it's unfortunate that he had the worst lines and the worst Batman to play. But in terms of the acting, I think he's actually the best Batman we've had. Best Batman Bruce Wayne combo. Hmm. Uh, no. It's just a shame that his movies suck. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think that might be the reason why the movie sucked is because of his fucking terrible acting. What? <laughs> Hold on, sir. Sorry wow. to say. Yeah, the, oh, man. It's true. Look, I fell look, asleep look, look, look. on Batman versus Superman. Well, that's because it was a terrible reason. movie, but not because Ben Affleck was bad. Look, Ben Affleck was probably one of the best parts of that train wreck. Yeah, uh, but the most Bruce Wayne thing Johnson. I've ever seen on film was him running into the city when everybody was running away from all the carnage and destruction mm-hmm. to go and save uh, a bunch of people who work for him over at uh, at, at Wayne at uh, what is it Wayne Tech? No, not Wayne Tech, but Wayne mm. Corporation. Uh, okay. Not just that too, but also he he looked <laughs> damn good pulling those tires when he was <laughs> working out in the Bat Cave doing like bat aerobics and stuff like that, doing bat CrossFit. Mm. I'm sure that's what it was. With, out of curiosity, because I, I would have said this had it not been for Kevin Conroy, was anybody here a fan of Van Kil- of uh, Val Kilmer? I thought he was a good uh, Bruce Wayne, I don't think but not he was bad. I I'm a fan of Val Kilmer as a person. But you didn't like his Batman? No. Not his oh. Batman. He was an all right Bruce Wayne. Okay. That'll That's give it. you. He was uh he was probably the best looking out of all the uh the bat the Bruce Wayne slash Batman. I sure, nobody picked Clooney. Nobody ever picks no, Clooney. No one ever picks he was Clooney. also a good Bruce Wayne, but not Batman. Well, he was it was yeah. it was paycheck man. Like he did that <laughs> yeah. movie and was like, I'm just here for the money. He said in interviews later on he didn't quite understand the role. <laughs> <laughs> it's Batman. There's not Listen. much. <laughs> he also okay. People he also who don't apologized. understand the role make great movies all the time. Look at Keanu Reeves. Like <laughs> it's just Keanu Reeves barely knows he's in a film most of the time. Like, <laughs> Whoa, what if Keanu Reeves is Batman? That'd be so cool. I I would love a Keanu Reeves yeah, Batman. Yeah, That'd be great. Whoa. Did you see? <laughs> yeah. I mean, his, did you see his like the 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 little uh, the viral little ad they made for the new the Bill and Ted's coming out no. where they where they were talking about it was just him and Alex Winter saying like get ready this summer we're getting together and we're making Bill and Ted three uh-huh. right Whoa. and you could see just the sort of the release 
in in Keanu Reeves as he was announcing it with the biggest grin, like like. Oh, I don't have to act, you know? <laughs> hey. Typecast. Keanu Reeves, there, no one has ever said a bad thing about Keanu Reeves as a person. So That's I very true. Support that dude. That dude has gone through the subway. A lot. Who, who may be aware he's in a movie. We don't know. Like, Listen, Matrix is great. John Wick is probably great. I don't know. It is pretty awesome. Yeah, check out our John Wick episode Uh, of this podcast, actually. Yeah, so for those... uh, For those listening, we did an episode, uh, the John Wick series versus Taken, Mm. the series. That's true, yeah. And that one was a really fun one. Um, Shout out to Dom Jelen. Very funny in that episode. And Jason Leroy. And Jason Leroy was in there. Um, All right, we ready to go? Mm -hmm. All right, so you guys got to pick first. Uh, So we're going to have you... Go last, actually. That's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very easily swayed. I'm very easily swayed. All right, Avengers Friend Game. You ready to start this off? All right, you're going to be telling us why, uh, uh, oh, jeez, Christian Bale is the best Batman slash Bruce Wayne in three, two, and one. Well, I have to say that Christian Bale was the best actor for Batman for a lot of reasons because he had a believable Bruce Wayne, like, like he really gave, he he really gave no f's like zero f's given like a hundred percent f's not given at all like he could have been he could have been so withdrawn from the part and he was just making arbitrary decisions and then people were just like oh okay cool and then people were slightly scared of him when he walked in rooms like you could feel the fear because you know Christian Bale made a movie you know American Psycho and people just thought that dude was psycho after that. <laughs> Like he was so powerful in that movie, he made being like uh, a thunderous god of vehement betrayal and disgust uh, possible. You know, I love Christian Bale for his motivational. I'm a corporate god. I'm going to exercise my family will against all black criminals. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm just, Continue, please. I'm sorry. I got to follow that up now? <laughs> All right. I'm just saying, if you want to look at a white dude playing a role that's appropriate as a white dude, Christian Bale. All right, that's fair. Um, Go, Steven. When people say the good Batman movie, they're talking about the Christian Bale one. <laughs> no one's ever said any other movie when we say the good Batman movie. Uh, I've seen some frowns from Christy over there, mm-hmm. but I'm right. I'm intimidating. <laughs> uh, let's see. Christian Bale's the only one who put any effort into trying to look like Batman. And actually work out. I don't think any of the other ones like tried to work out or do one push-up. Uh, let's see. Um, he's he pulls off the Bruce Wayne look because he. How are you gonna have that much money and still be angry? Christian Bale pulls it off. <laughs> That's it. I don't know. You want yell one last thing? We have ten seconds. Christian Bale is the epitome of white privilege. I'm sure there are papers written on that, on that very... Uh, got them right here. <laughs> okay. Uh, Team Band of Dorks, you're going to let us know why Kevin Conroy is the ultimate Batman and or Bruce Wayne in three, two, and one. Uh, first off, Kevin Conroy was a great Batman and a great Bruce Wayne. He's a voice actor, and he used two distinct yet similar voices for the two characters. He actually, like, just using vocals alone was able to distinguish those two in a way that, like, some actors who've played him in films just 
simply have not been able to pull off. Um, Probably because he studied acting at Juilliard. Yeah, he is an incredibly mm. talented like actor and voice actor. Um, and we had The Art of Bruce Tim, which I could stare at for days. I could just watch Bruce Tim's beautiful work unfold in front of me forever. Uh, also, let's look at hours spent as Batman. Uh, Kevin Conroy has been Batman for more actual time than anyone else. He was Batman in Batman Beyond. He was Batman in the Justice League cartoon, Batman in the animated series, the new Batman Adventures. There's just so much Kevin Conroy Batman in the world. Uh, like, clearly he's the best. We've been having him do it the most. Also, what a what a fun gay guy to play Batman. I love that. As a gay nerd, thank you, Kevin Conroy, for doing everything. You're a hero. <laughs> 100%. And there is... Absolutely no arguing if someone says, hey, the, B- the Batman the Animated Series is good. Nobody disagrees with that. Everyone disagrees on every single movie. There's someone that doesn't like every movie, but everybody loves the Animated Series. It's perfect. It's classic. And it's wonderful. Um, there's just no debate on that. Also, Christian Bale's voice sounds like fucking McGruff the crime dog. <laughs> it's awful. Like, I, it took me out of the movie every single time. He was just like, get behind me. I was like, he's going to go take a fucking bite out of crime? Get behind me. Also, I need a treat. That's why my tail yeah. is wagging. And didn't need to work out. The muscles are in the suit, okay? Like, that's why none of the other ones worked out. They sh- you just put them, you put them on. He was wasting calories. Yeah. Come on. He could have put nipples on that suit if he wanted. And he didn't. He chose not to. What a fool. Uh, what? No, that's weird. Uh, ignore that. And I strike my last comments from the record. Thank you. This is why you go last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mighty Devil McGee's, let's hear you. In three, two, and one. Okay. The uh, animated Batman, Kevin Conroy, might be a fine vocal actor, but let's admit it, you guys. A pretty two-dimensional character. (laughs) Yes! Yes! Uh, And then uh, Christian Bale, uh, he had to change his body. Mm -hmm. He had to lose weight. He had to gain muscle Mm -hmm. to play Batman. Uh, Michael Keaton... He acted, folks. Yeah. He acted. Uh, I mean, <laughs> take a bat out of crime, right? Not cool. Not cool, guys. Yeah. Listen, Christian Bale was fine in American Psycho and Newsies. That's great. He's not Batman. Don't tell me that weirdo uh, with the little cap is Batman. He's not. Uh, I don't believe it. And plus, Batman in... Uh, wait, Christian Bale in all of his Batman movies was overshadowed by every other character in those movies who were so much cooler and so much better. Uh, Kevin Conway is, I'm sorry, just a detached voice. He is not a Batman. He's not a person. He's not attached to the Batman anything. What a great cartoon, though. Uh, Bruce Tim, you're right, is... The best Batman um, for the animated series. Uh, Michael Keaton, he set the bar for Batman and Bruce Wayne, and he was amazing. And that creep weirdo, uh, Tim, what's his name, was like such a good director of those two Batmans. Tim Burton, you're right. Creepy weirdo, Um, Tim Burton. Of the first two Batmans, that's the Batmans we grew up with. That was uh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker, amazing. Um, And uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman later... Best Batman. Best all-around Batman movies. Beetlejuice played Batman. (laughs) Heck yes. What is dead may never die. I guess that's it. 
Mateo. Yeah. Also, uh, he did Mr. Mom. He's just a versatile actor. Yeah. Uh, multiplicity. Mr. Mom played Batman. <laughs> Keep going. And I'm glad. You I don't know if you could include multiplicity. Dude. Um, but also that line with the, can you pass the salt? That's hilarious. Come on. Right, Good Bruce Wayne. We're Great. gonna go right back to you, friend game. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll do one more. All right. So wait, what? Uh, wait, what? <laughs> Okay. It'll be a minute. It'll be a What's minute long. What's chaos? All right. Chaos. All right. One minute on the clock for you, good sir. It, it feels a little weird that you guys had to jump in, and now you're getting accosted by everybody else. So let's hear from you guys. One minute on the clock, Will. Three, two, and one. Guys' points um, about how, like, oh, you can just put on a suit or you can just act your way out of having muscles. Take it from a guy who's tried both of those instead of going to the gym. That doesn't work. <laughs> you can't just act like you have muscles and be okay and, like, oh, this guy's got muscles because he's acting like he's got muscles. That uh, doesn't work that way. Christian Bale took the time and effort to train for his movie. Which is what Batman would do. He learned all the moves. He rock climbed. He spelunked. Mm, yeah. He did everything. He flew out of planes. Yeah, and there was real bats. He did most of his stunts. We had real bat poop <laughs> in our bat cave. He got to drive an actual Batmobile. Mm -hmm. What were you guys doing? Like carts? What? Yeah. Uh, also, in, in fictional two dimensions. Yeah, and 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 Michael Keaton's action figures were really dumb. There was one where his they belt barely comes off, and his belt is a grappling hook, and that's not how belts work. No, so that's not how grappling your body hooks would be sawed in half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why would you attach it right at your belly button for a grappling hook? That's the dumbest thing ever, Michael Keaton's belt. Your center of gravity. That's what you want going forward. He had the best technology. You want to know why? Physics. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and he had a Batmobile that had a baby Batmobile hidden inside of it. <laughs> I've never heard it called a baby Batmobile. Oh, Team Banded Dorks. Let's hear from you. One minute on the clock. Three, two, and one. To examine why Kevin Conroy <laughs> is the greatest Batman, we must first examine what makes Batman truly great. Uh, and I think we all know the answer to that is Batman's villains. Uh, a Batman movie has one, maybe two of Batman's villains in it at most. Uh, the Batman, the animated series, had every Batman villain and gave birth to the greatest Batman villain, his greatest foe of all time, Harley Quinn. That's right. Our Batman. Uh, oh, did I did I bring up Christie's tattoo in an effort to throw her off her game? No, I brought up Harley Quinn because it's a fair point to bring up right now, Christy, and it's not always about me attacking you. Hey. We're very good friends, and I respect you, okay? Ah. You leave your friend alone. Thank you. New best friend. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, like, it, we do get to have all the villains. We get to have longevity. That's what I love about Kevin Conroy and I love about Batman the Animated Series and why it is the Batman closest to my heart. Go ahead, Cree. What he said? <laughs> wow. That was the best timing in the world. All right. Wow. So, may I share? I feel so what supported. I love about this is that we are continuing, no kidding, a two-year-long tradition of, uh, of Wonder Dave personally attacking Christy Ono for either choices she's made fashion-wise... Uh, Taste-wise in tattoos, I Just guess. Secretly, I too. love Christy's tattoos. If I didn't tattoos. say anything, only I would have known that he's trying to get into my head. For those not Christy right now is pulling at her I hair. I was calmly adjusting my hair <laughs> <laughs> for the stage. 
All right. Okay, let's go. You might have the Hulk with you in just a sec. All right. <laughs> Team Mighty McDoubleese. Uh, one minute on the clock to make your rebuttal and perhaps make Wonder Dave cry for a change in three, two, and one. If I need an actor to convince me that they're Batman, and my choices are Philip Seymour Hoffman, Paul Giamatti, a cartoon, or The Rock, I'm going to pick all of the above except for the cartoon and The Rock. Um, I would just like to say, quit body shaming the other Batmans, you guys. Chill out. You can still be a hero and not be at the gym like all the effing time, okay? Uh, Michael Keaton had the greatest eyebrows for the Batman mask. It was, this facial structure was perfect for the mask. He was uh, poised and self-possessed for Bruce Wayne. It was amazing. It was the best Batman. Also, no frills. No weird things going on with uh, all the, you know, uh, what was his name? Christian Bale? Yeah, the newsies guy. (laughs) Yeah, he had a bunch of little flashy tricks. Also, it's a cartoon. Come on. That can't be the best Batman. Michael Keaton is a chubby man trapped in an average man's body. (laughs) And it shows in his acting. He's every man's Batman. Now, if there's a Batman that's going to try their hardest, it's going to be the chubby man trapped in an average man's body because he's got all this money. and I he's do it still... every day. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be, uh, I guess we're gonna, that's going to be our final debate. So we're going to figure out who ultimately won tonight on this episode of Nerd Rage Live from DNA's Comedy Lab great. here in Santa Cruz. If, do not try to influence the folks here, although I'm totally pulling for you. All right. If you what? <laughs> joking, or am I? If you want to give it <laughs> to Team Mighty Double McGee's and Michael Keaton, let's hear you. Heck yeah! First Batman, best Batman. First is best. If you want to give it to Team Bandit Dorks and Kevin Conroy, let's hear you. What a two D applause! And if he you want to give it as a comic book character, <laughs> come on. And if you want to give it to Avengers Friend Game and Christian Bale, let's hear you. I think we won. Yeah, that was clearly us. So many more things to say about this topic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's pretty clear. We're giving it to the mighty Double McGee. Thank you very much. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you guys liked what you heard, we've got a ton of shows like this from all over. We've done uh, Nerd Rage over at uh, Gen Con in Indianapolis. We were in... um, uh, Brooklyn, New York, for the Cinderblock Comedy Festival, Emerald City Comic Con. We do this everywhere. We had a lot of fun with you guys here tonight. Thank you very much for coming out. Go to nerdragepodcast.com for more episodes like this. And uh, we'll be at the Minnesota Fringe Festival in August. <gasps> so if you're in Minnesota, Please. come out and listen to us there. Plug away, sir. Yes. Yeah. And what else? And Check out Nerd Rage The Great Debates at the Minnesota Fringe Festival. Thank right. you. Mm-hmm. What else do we want to plug here, guys? We'll go in a line from Steven on down. When's this one going all out theater show? Should we mention that? Yeah. I don't know the details. Oh, uh, <laughs> we will be at All Out Comedy Theater July 21st to Sunday at 7. We're also going to be at Beta Brand in sometime in June. I'm not sure when this airs, but like we are everywhere you want to be. Invite us out. We'll come. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully not on a day the Warriors are playing. Uh, Mike, what do you want to plug, sir? Uh, people can uh, check me out on the, the old tubes. Uh, at MightyMikeMcGee.com. And uh, I run a number of events uh, in San Jose, California. Poetry, comedy, otherwise. Yeah, come on through. Cree? 
Um, I run a weekly showcase here in Santa Cruz at the Blue Lagoon. It's a dive bar, right? Uh, it's, the show is happening right now, currently. Mm-hmm. Um, I have abandoned it for <laughs> this show. Um, and, uh, and I'm here at, at DNA's Comedy Lab. I just want to plug the lab. It's an amazing club. Uh, yeah. Brand new club. Yeah. Delicious kombucha, delicious popcorn, beer and wine coming soon. Uh, amazing comics. Eliza Skinner's going to be here soon. And uh, all kinds of people. So check it out. We got Emma Arnold coming. Uh, Go to the website, dnascomedylab.com. Ooh, Mental Health Comedy Hour in August is going to be here. <laughs> Mental Health Comedy Hour at DNA's Comedy Lab, August 29th with Cristiano and Wonder Dave. Come on back. Yeah, we actually get along on Batman the Animated Series is amazing. It's actually my favorite Batman. Atu? All right, cool. Uh, my name is Atu Walker. Uh, I'm going to be the host of the music in the parks over in San Jose. So we have a real good concert series this uh, summer featuring Oza Motley and the Delphonics and other bands I'm not going to mention. Then then I also uh, run the best uh, workout room slash comedy show uh, at the Caravan Lounge in San Jose, California. Uh, we do it every Wednesday without fail. Uh, come through if you want to test your metal as a comic or if you want to be an audience member and yell at a comic. Oh, and Atu and I uh, host a show every first Tuesday at the, uh, at the Caravan Lounge as well called The Mighty Late Show. It's pretty uh, dope. It's the late night talk show. That's what we do. We talk yeah. at late night. And we stream it on the Caravan Lounge's Facebook page. Yeah, you should try it. It's dope. Streaming is dope. Nice. Steven. That's it. You don't want to plug Fast Fangs? No. <laughs> no, no, I do not. Sure, sure. Uh, go to at uh, the Super Coup on Twitter. That's T H E S U P E R K U if you want to see a link for the full 78 pages of Vampire Street Racing. Well, I'm working on an audiobook for <laughs> okay. so people who don't want to read it can just experience it in their car. Excellent. Well, uh, you can find me, Mark Abrigo, and I don't even know if I gave my name at the beginning of the show. Find me, Mark Abrigo, at M-A-R-C-A-B-R-I-G-O on all the things that I do not update, so do not bother. Otherwise, uh, you can check us out again, nerdragepodcast.com. Do you guys have fun tonight? Yeah. Woo! Thank you very much for coming out. Uh, and uh, hopefully we will be back here again sometime soon. Thank you very much for coming out, everybody. Have a good night. Yay. Thank you. All right, all right.